Come on, let's give the Lord a shout of praise. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless his holy name. Bless his name. Just, just remain standing for a moment. You're going to be seated for at least an hour. and Not really. I was very recently at a church and actually it was a church where one of my spiritual sons is the pastor although he is one of my sons spiritual sons he has done such a phenomenal work for God that whatever I did in pastoring pales in comparison to what he is doing and I was to be there for about four days started off with a leaders conference and there were about 1200 leaders in the room but before I went there somebody told me that you may not feel very comfortable there because you won't experience the presence of God there. You will not feel like you are in a spirit-filled environment. And as this person was talking, I thought, somehow, I must have missed how one of my spiritual sons was developing. Then he made this statement, then he said, you know, he is kind of um, um, seeker-sensitive. Meaning by that, that they do not allow speaking in tongues or the gifts of the Holy Spirit or anything like that. So I kind of went to church that evening and looking over that huge crowd, I thought, my Lord, I cannot believe that what's going on over here will be of that kind that the presence of God won't be here with that background the service began and then they began to sing and worship God like I hadn't heard in a very very long time and I thought to myself well if nobody else feels or senses the presence of God I do and they worshiped and it was heavenly and then the pastor came up just like your pastor does and, and led them. And then the music stopped. But the worship didn't. And immediately I, I thought, well, if this is what you call seeker-sensitive, I like it. The, the worship continued until it reached a crescendo and you could almost feel that huge building shake and this is really what I want to tell you then the pastor said you have done well so far but right now stop all and everything you have done 
and lift your hands as high as you can get them and open your mouth and as loud as you can begin to pray in the spirit and I thought whoever informed me had no idea what was really going on over here and as a sidebar sometimes our religious gossip hurts more than anything else you would ever think of and then they raised their hands their hearts their voices and they began to pray in the Holy Ghost out loud to the point where he had to stop them and I realized the secret of that church was what pastor said praying out loud and praying in tongues and praying in the Holy Ghost so this is this is what I'm going to ask you to do and this is why I ask you to remain standing in just a moment I'm going to ask you to go ahead and take the lead from your pastor and lift your hands as high as you can get them now lift your head you've been looking down long enough open your mouth and begin to pray in the Holy Ghost louder than you've ever prayed louder even louder even louder let this place shake with the power of God come on don't let me do your praying for you pray in the Holy Ghost don't be in a hurry don't be in a hurry it's not a ritual it's not an exercise it is reality come on go ahead go ahead pray out a little louder pray with fervency get serious about this Lift your voices. Come on, louder. Louder. Now give the Lord a wave offering and continue to worship Him. Continue to worship Him. Hallelujah. 
Hamburu Sandereba Hey Shamgros Kereba Handeriai Worship Him. It's in this atmosphere that miracles begin to happen. Worship Him in singing in the Spirit. It's in this atmosphere where lives are changed. It's in this atmosphere where yokes are destroyed. one more time lift your hands oh yes Jesus and in the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, we have gathered this evening because we are serious about pressing in. We want to get behind the veil. We want to follow hard after you, O oh God. 
we are ready to experience the fullness of your presence. Dear God, we didn't come to church tonight to play church. We have come tonight to be the church because we are the church. And because we are the church, we can expect miracles. We can expect mountains to move in Jesus' name. And we thank you, dear God. Just worship him one more time. Lift your hands. Lift your hands up high. Don't be in a hurry. Don't be in a hurry. Lift your hands. Yes, yes, yes. Here we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just, just, just hang, hang in there. I'm, I'm, I'm looking for this, this young lady that was standing right at the end over here, in, in the praise team. Sheree, Sheree, where are you? Sheree, come here. says before I go there are you married is your husband here where is your husband this husband what's his name Jerry Jerry come here I need to support your wife say to you tonight that you have been designed for a very special purpose. You 
are very unique in how God has put you together. Somehow I can see, even though you're a pretty young lady, and I can say that in the presence of your husband and this whole congregation, also my wife, I can see that you are not afraid to work and to work hard. You are willing to press in. But tonight the Lord says, the mantle of Esther is going to fall upon you. Because you have found favor with the king. And God is making you a very special and a unique instrument. And you will not walk in the shadow of anybody else. But instead, walk in your own identity. And God is going to anoint you especially. And whatever you have experienced in your life until this day is nothing in comparison to what's going to happen in your life futuristically. Because God is going to give you something so unique, so individual, that you will not be compared to anybody else. But you will walk in the identity of who God made you to be. Receive the fact that you are who you are because God created you to be who you are. And from this day onward, there's going to be a surge of the anointing upon your life. There's going to be an increase of the anointing upon your life. There's going to be a power that's going to flow through your life. You're going to sing, and you're going to sing like you've never sung before. But you're not only going to sing, you are also going to teach. You are also going to preach. You are going to share the word of God with power and anointing. You're not going to hold back. You're not going to stand back because you are going to be an instrument in the hands of Almighty God. God would say that He's going to take both of you as a couple because He has jointly fit you together, uniquely brought you together, miraculously brought you together because He wants to use you as a team together to accomplish everything that needs to be accomplished to the glory of the Lord. And you're going to be the strength. You are going to be the rock in this relationship. You're going to be her protector. And at the same time, God is going to release you with great ability to speak and to do what God has called you to do. Everything that has happened in your lives to this day was only preparatory for what's ahead in your future. I see there's an impossibility in your lives like a mountain but God says he's going to move that mountain 
you've been struggling you've been waiting you've been praying you've been crying and you've been believing and you have almost gotten to the place of thinking it's not going to happen but the night God says that mountain is going to move I sense that anointing right now. That mountain is going to move. And one of the greatest miracles ever is going to happen in your lives. And that will be the sign of God's hand released in your lives. Honey, come quickly, stand with me. Lay, I want to lay hands on them. Lift your hands. Father, church, stretch your hands out towards them. Father, we release the anointing of the Holy Spirit to flow through them. anointing of the Holy Spirit to flow through both of them supernaturally and miraculously in the name of Jesus. Now. Thank you, Jesus. church lift your hands and worship him about identity yesterday morning you're a sharp young man I'm sure you have retained a lot of what I said and the important thing is to realize that you're identified by who you are not by what you do you can do ten things where dozen hats that's not what defines you and I believe I only need to confirm tonight that the mantle of the prophetic is very heavy upon you and I've said what I have said regarding identity because 
I believe the Holy Spirit wants you to begin to zero in on the prophetic. You can do a lot of other stuff, but zero in on the prophetic. Because God is going to make you a very powerful voice. God is going to give you a very authoritative voice that when you speak, it will be with authority. You will speak with clarity. And when you speak the prophetic, lives will change as you speak the word. As you speak the word, bondages are going to break, yokes are going to be destroyed, and lives are going to be set free. You will not just prophesy to prophesy. You will prophesy with authority to destroy yokes and to set people free with results that will follow. There will be results of miracles and there will even be results of salvation that will follow that. And some people would want to tag you as an evangelist and that will be fine. But actually it's a prophetic word that brings forth the salvation and the deliverance. And you will be set free. You will be released at the right moment in the spirit realm. And you will ascend into the heavenlies. God has made a divine appointment with you. And he's going to meet you there. You may not know when it's going to be, but unexpectedly you're going to walk into the Shekinah glory of God. And you will hear the music of heaven and the voice of the Lord. It's going to be so powerful. All I say to you, Remain humble before God. And at the right time, He will lift you up. Lift your hands, Father. In the name of Jesus, I lay hands on this young prophet. And I release into him the supernatural abilities of God in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus.
Hallelujah. Bless God. Bless God. Bless God. You may be seated. out for it that you've been holding on to the Lord says your moment has come as a matter of fact God says I saw you when you stood in your home and you lifted up your head heavenward and you cried out God when will you hear me God said I I saw that and I heard that and you almost thought that what you were asking for was not my will says God but I say to you what you have asked me was within my will and there have there, there were some things that had to be completed in the spirit realm and they are now in line and your breakthrough is now here your prayers have been answered and that heavy yoke that heavy yoke is right now being destroyed a spirit of happiness and joy and celebration is coming to you and what God has in store for you is way greater than the loss that you've experienced may it be heavy the joy is coming in the morning and God says your feet are going to be set for dancing hallelujah thank you Jesus we give you praise thank you Lord Let's, let me try and get back to the word Let's give her a good hand. Oh. <laughs> Did you know that you're a prophet? Did you know that? Oh, 
God has given you the prophetic gift. But the prophetic gift that he had given you is entirely different from what I spoke to him about. Because your prophetic gift is not going to be in that manner. Your prophetic gift is going to be in intercession, getting into the presence of God, and then writing prophetic songs. And your ministry is going to become prophetic in your music and in your prayers. You see, we, we, we many times make the mistake of, of, of placing certain things in certain compartments. And we sometimes miss the fact that worship is part of the prophetic. Therefore, the prophetic is going to become profound in your life. The songs that you are going to write, the songs that God is going to give you, among all the other wonderful songs that he has given you, is going to be so profoundly prophetic that people are going to be changed in the presence of God because of the prophetic giftedness that's going to flow through you and through your music. But I also see that God is going to do a miracle for you in your body. God is going to touch you physically in a very special way. I see restoration that is coming. Complete restoration. Your body is going to be made whole. I'm not only talking about vocal cords, I'm talking about your body is going to be made whole. Why do you think you went through that you went through? The enemy tried to distract you, but what he meant for evil, God has turned around for the good. Look ahead. Look ahead. And see the prophetic power that's going to be released in your life to the glory of God. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Did I tell you we're in Isaiah 64? Well, if I didn't tell you, I, let me tell you now. Let's go to Isaiah 64. And I said this morning that we're going to use that as the basis for, for this, this whole series. As we talk about revive. Revive. The power of God. I'm not going to read all those verses again since I'm going to cover several of them one by one as we go through that. But I want to read in 
in verse number one of Isaiah 64, what we're basically going to talk about. Now, I, I noticed that several of you are are taking notes, and I so appreciate that. That that's that's a growing church. That's a vibrant church. And I believe that's because of the leadership of your dynamic pastor. Uh, so since I know you are taking notes, I want to give you a, a subject. I want to give you a heading. And I'm going to call it the seven evidences of God's presence. Seven evidences of God's presence. When God comes down, Seven things are the result. Isaiah 64 verse 1 says, and I'm reading out of the King James this evening, it says, Oh, that thou wouldest rend the heavens, that thou wouldest come down, that the mountains might flow down at thy presence. A cry out of the heart of the prophet saying, Oh God, that you will tear, that you will open the heavens and that you would come down. And I think that that should be the cry of our heart tonight. Oh God, open the heavens and come down now when God comes down he doesn't come down just to give us some kind of emotional experience when God comes down he doesn't come down so that we can experience another thrill down our spine when God comes down, he doesn't come down so that we can just have a good time. When God comes down, there are amazing things that happen. And while I can probably spend uh, two or three hours on these seven points, I'm not going to do so this evening, and don't say amen, but... <laughs> I'm going to mention them so that you can become aware of why I am saying that there are certain evidences of God's presence. Now when God comes down, he comes down with a purpose. And I, I so want to emphasize to you this evening that it's not our emotion that brings God's presence it's God's presence that brings the emotion. Sometimes we think we can conjure up our faith. Sometimes we think we can do some things in order for God to come down and totally miss the mark. The truth is, all we have to do is to seek after God and invite him to come. And when he comes, there will be powerful things as a result. So let's look at seven evidences of God's presence. Number one, I'm going to say it and then I'll repeat that. Number one, 
When God comes down, he resolves immovable difficulties. When God comes down, number one, he removes or rather dissolves immovable difficulties. Verse 3 says, The mountains have flowed down at your presence. Which really means that the mountains shook or the mountains melted in different translations. I really like both of those words. The mountains shook. When God comes down, there is no mountain that is so strong that it's not going to be able to shake. But not only do the mountains shake, it says the mountains melt at your presence. I like that. Which really says that I have to focus on the presence of God and not on the size of my mountain. I have to get to the place where I stop telling God about the size of my mountain and begin to tell my mountain about the size of my God. Because the mountains melt at the presence of God. So many times we focus our attention on the mountain and instead of on God. The psalmist cried out and he said, I will lift up mine eyes unto the hills. From where cometh my help? Then he answers it by himself and he says, My help cometh from the Lord who made heaven and earth. Our focus and our attention should not be on the mountain. Our focus and our attention should be on the God that melts the mountain. So tonight I want to say to you that we are fully expecting God to show up even more powerfully than he already has shown up. But the good thing is when he's going to show up, your mountains are going to begin to melt. I don't know what mountains you are facing. It could be mountains of financial difficulties. It could be a marriage problem. It could be children that have, have become wayward. It could be unsaved family members. It could be sickness. I don't know what your mountain may be called. It may be that you're looking for a job. You can't find a job. You're looking for promotion. Nothing is happening. It's become a mountain in your life. But I want to say to you, regardless of what your mountain is or what it is called, I know that the Bible says that when God comes down, your mountain is going to melt. It's going to disappear. It's no longer going to be there. That's why we so desperately need the presence and the power of God. Because we cannot move mountains, but God can melt the mountains. He is the God that has the ability of melting the mountains in our lives. I, I always like to tell the story of, of, of one day that I, was, uh, that I was going to fix myself a sandwich. 
No, I'm not a, I'm not a cook. I, I don't really like cooking. I, I really don't. <laughs> Other than grilling outside and grilling barbecue or, or hamburgers or kind, I, I love that. But the rest of it, I, 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 I don't even fix myself my own tea or, or I, I don't even fix myself a cup of coffee. I, I've been too spoiled in life. <laughs> As a matter of fact, if my wife ain't going to make it, I'm not going to eat or drink or whatever or die. <clears throat> so, one day, she was out doing a women's conference. She and her team had left. And it was about mid-afternoon and I said to myself, Self? You're hungry. <laughs> and so I said, Self, you're going to make a sandwich. I said to myself, Self, are you serious? <laughs> so I bravely walked into the kitchen. I got out the bread. I don't know what you have on your bread. Uh, I don't particularly just if I have some stuff on it. I don't particularly like mayonnaise. So I like butter on my sandwich. So I had taken out the bread. And then I said, self, now you're going to have to go get the butter. (laughs) Coming to realize that the butter was now in the refrigerator. No big deal. I took the butter out, put it next to the loaf of bread, got a plate. In the meantime, got some cold cuts. I said, self, you're going to have a good sandwich. I did get out some mustard. Took me forever to get all these things, but I got it. And then I took the I took two slices of bread out of the pack and I put them down and I said, Whoa, this is the softest bread I've seen in my life. Step number two, get the knife. Now I've got to spread the butter onto the bread. (laughs) And when I tried to spread the butter on the bread, it was so hard. I thought to myself, it's not going to work. So I said to myself, self, there's a microwave oven. (laughs) Now a self doesn't use microwave ovens Never have But I'm brave and I take the stick of butter And I put it in the microwave oven And now I'm looking at this thing And I'm thinking How long? 
I thought, well, <laughs> this butter is pretty hard. <laughs> It'd probably take a minute. <laughs> Yeah, I can tell you all, you're getting ahead of my story, right? Right. <laughs> so I hit the button. One minute. Cook. All right, I'm going to get myself a glass of milk in the meantime, and I'm going to get ready. Finally, I hear. I said, got it. I opened the microwave door and I had butter everywhere. I said to myself, self, you thought your wife was going to be proud of you. You've got it all wrong, self. She's gonna kill you. So since I did not feel like I wanted to die yet, I started cleaning this thing. And every moment I was cleaning it, I was making a commitment. I shall never ever never never ever fix myself another sandwich and I was back and forth I had hot water it became more of a mess I cleaned it I, I mean that round plate on the inside I cleaned it and I cleaned it and I cleaned it everywhere and the very last moment that I cleaned what I thought was the last sweep this whole round plate came out <laughs> I said dummy you should have taken it out in the first place And here you are. Now you have seen how this thing operates. I stood back and I looked at the screen, clean microwave oven. And I looked at those two slices of bread. And I said to myself, there's a short way to the trash can for you. I'm going to find McDonald's because he knows how to cook a sandwich. But I learned something from that, and that is very simple, that when God comes down, the mountains melt like butter, and they vanish. And that gave me courage to understand that it really doesn't matter how big and tall and heavy and strong a mountain is. It is no much more than a stick of butter in the presence of God. It's nothing to God. Just like that, that stick of butter was nothing for that microwave oven. Your mountain is nothing for God. It will melt in His presence. It will disappear. It will not be there any longer. Because when God comes down, He dissolves. He moves.
unmovable difficulties. Somebody shout and give God praise right now. Number two. When, when God comes down, number two, he removes dead areas in our lives. Verse number two says, as when the melting fire burns. And when the Lord shows up, he removes the dead areas in our lives. Because the one thing that is hindering us from experiencing the fullness of God are the dead areas in our lives. There are areas in our lives that need to either be cut out, removed, or they need to be restored. They need to be healed. And I want to say to you tonight, ladies and gentlemen, that if we want to experience the fullness of God's presence, we're going to have to make sure that all those dead areas in our lives are removed. But here is the good thing, that when God shows up, those dead areas are removed. We don't have to struggle with them any longer. We don't have to hold back any longer. When God shows up, those dead areas simply melt away. They disappear. They are removed because God wants to do something great. God wants to do something awesome. God wants to do something powerful. And when God shows up, the first thing he does, he takes away those dead areas in our lives. He makes us to live again. He brings revival. He brings new life. Where there is death, there is now life. Where there is hopelessness, there is hope. Where there is impossibility, suddenly there are possibilities. And suddenly my faith grows strong because God has removed all all the dead areas in my life. It's when God shows up that suddenly there's a fervency for prayer. There, there's a heart of repentance. Suddenly, I don't know why, but I, I feel like I'm going to repent. Uh, I, I don't know why, but I want to fall on my knees and, and I want to say, God, forgive me. God, cleanse me. God, make me whole. God, restore me. Because you see, when you're in the presence of God, he removes those dead areas and we get rid of them by repenting and God removes them and when God removes them we are this uh, we are setting the scene for his greatest breakthrough in our lives number three I like number three when God comes down number three he restores our zeal God restores our zeal it says the, the fire causes the water to boil. So when God restores our zeal, our lukewarmness is turned into spiritual hotness. And I believe the church in these days need to move from lukewarmness to spiritual hotness. The Bible says that if we are lukewarm, we make him sick to his stomach to the point where he wants to throw up. Pardon that expression, but I think that makes clear what that verse really says. That when we are lukewarm, we make God sick to his stomach. 
and he wants to spit us out of his mouth. And he says, if you were rather cold or hot, because God can do something with a cold person, but he can do nothing with a lukewarm person. And I'm going to tell you why. A lukewarm person is like a person that has been inoculated. A lukewarm person knows some scripture. Enough to be dangerous. They know a little bit about prayer, but they don't pray. They know about holiness, but they're not living holy. They know about worship, but they don't worship. They know about giving, but they don't give. They know about righteous living, but instead they are gossiping and slandering. They know enough to be dangerous. And if you would talk to them and you would say something to them, but the word says they complete the sentence for you. But they don't live it. That's lukewarm. But when God comes down, the waters begin to boil. And he restores our zeal. And we turn from lukewarmness to spiritual hotness. And it is my prayer tonight that not tomorrow evening, but this evening, that the waters are going to begin to boil. That our zeal is going to be restored. That our zeal is going to come alive. And that we're going to have more of a passion for God than we've ever had. That we're going to begin to pray more fervently. Let, let me tell you, let me tell you that in, in a pastor led and, and then I came up and we, we prayed some more. And, and uh, we encouraged you to pray in the spirit and pray out loud and pray fervently and, and pray boldly but let me tell you ladies and gentlemen when when God shows up there is so much zeal that nobody will tell you raise your voice nobody will have to tell you lift your hands nobody will have to tell you pray a little louder when God comes down our zeal is restored and we will almost have to ring a bell to stop you from worshiping so that we can continue when that happens the zeal of God and our zeal is restored when God comes down I'm, I'm hungry for that day I'm hungry for that moment I am ready for that moment where the church will be so alive that when we say it is time to pray that there's going to be such a zeal that there's going to be such a unity there's going to be such a fervency there's going to be such a boldness that we will get to our feet jump to our feet throw our hands in the air open our mouth and as loud as we can to proclaim the greatness of a great God and begin to pray in the Holy Ghost with zeal not going through religious motions or jumping through the hoops or just being polite because I've been asked to do that but I'm going to do it because my zeal 
has been restored. I'm like a, I'm like a newborn babe in Christ. I'm fresh. I'm new. The zeal has been restored. I'm ready to evangelize. I'm ready to testify. I'm ready to pray. I'm ready to shake the world. I'm ready to tackle the devil by the horns. I'm ready to proclaim that there is no God like our God. There never has been and there never will be. Oh, somebody help me and shout and give God praise. Number four. When God comes down, he brings victory. Again, verse number two says, the name of God is known to the adversaries. When God comes down, the mountains melt. When God comes down, the fire burns. When God comes down, the water boils. And when God comes down, our victory is secured because our adversary is on the run. Let me tell you something. If all of us get together like we have tonight and we'll continue tonight and pray in the spirit listen to me the devil is a million miles away from this worship center unfortunately if I want to say unfortunately he's smart enough to know that when God comes down he had better flee so if we want the enemy to flee we're going to have to invite the presence of God because when God comes down he brings the victory and he gives you the victory and he gives you the the right attitude you remember the the 12 spies that crossed over and they had to go and spy the land and 10 of them came back and 10 of them said we're not going to succeed we're not going to make it and they said we saw the enemy we saw the giants and then they make this statement and we were like grasshoppers in their sight which really means that when they came and they saw the enemy they took on a grasshopper mentality and many of the children of God today have a grasshopper mentality they think that they are nothing in the eyes of the enemy they say in their sight we were like grasshoppers they gave more power to the enemy than they should have and many times we give 
more power to the devil than we should. We are like grasshoppers. We run and we flee. But when God comes down, he changes that grasshopper mentality to a superior spirit mentality against the kingdom of darkness. And he gives us the ability to rise and take on a different spirit like Joshua and Caleb and then proclaim, we are well able to possess the land. I want to say to you tonight, ladies and gentlemen, when God comes down, he brings the victory and he gives us the insight to the victory and the breakthrough. Although there may be giants, although there may be walled cities, although there may be difficulties, although there may be dangers, when God comes down, we proclaim we are well able we are well able to conquer the sickness we are well able to overcome this mountain we are very well able to possess the land and God will be for us and if God be for us who can be against us God is for me of whom then shall I be afraid when God comes down he brings the victory Oh, come on, somebody, help me preach tonight. I said, when God comes down, he brings the victory. Tonight, we're not jumping through the hoops. Tonight, we're not having just a little religious experience. Tonight, we are experiencing the presence of God that is coming down, and we can proclaim, we are well able to possess the land. Clap your hands and shout to the Lord. Number five, when God comes down, vision is enlarged. When God comes down, vision is enlarged. Verse two says that the nations may tremble at their, at thy presence. Vision is enlarged. You see, if I look through my own eyes, everything looks or seems impossible because I am trying to figure things out through my own intelligence and my own experience. But when God comes down, I am no longer looking through my carnal eyes. I begin to see through my spiritual eyes. So when God comes down, he enlarges the vision. And I want to tell you, when God enlarges the vision, please listen to me. Don't, don't miss this. When God enlarges the vision, he gives you the ability to reach your goal. Yeah. 
I want to just kind of real quickly just insert something as an encouragement to you, Casey, Alaska, Wasala. Pastor said that he, he and his wife took us to the mountaintop where the new church is going to be built. And while we were standing there, pastor asked me to pray. And I started off praying. If I could, with permission to call it a polite prayer. But I had no idea that that polite prayer is going to turn into a prophetic prayer. And God says that because of your vision and because of your expansion to the mountaintop, you are going to impact not only the city or the state, but the nation. And the Lord said in that prophetic word, prepare. And at that point in time, I I didn't know what what all was on the agenda. And I'm not sure that I even know right now what all is on, on the agenda and going through your prophetic pastor's mind and spirit. But the Lord said also in that time, get ready to build a Bible school or training college. Because you will impact the nations. And from here, people will be sent forth to the nations. From here, missionaries will be trained and sent forth. From here, even all the fivefold ministry will be trained and sent forth. So, because of your vision and your faith, when you move to the mountaintop, God is going to wait for you there and He is going to enlarge your vision to where it's no longer Wasilla, but it is now the nations of the world. So, don't look at where you are. Believe God for where you're going. Because if you look through your natural eyes, you will even ask why. Why should we? We don't have to. Can't we just say, stay where we are? Can we just knock down some walls where we are? That's looking through the carnal eyes. But when God comes down, he enlarges vision and gives us the ability to look through the spiritual eyes and not look to 2015, but to look beyond because God has a greater plan than we can ever imagine. All right, I I want to give you the two points and then we're going to close. Number six. When God comes down, the impossible becomes reality. 
the impossible becomes reality. Verse 3 says, awesome things are done. Awesome things are done. The impossible things become reality. I, uh, I really want to try and close within the next few moments, so I'm not going to say too much. But I just want to say this real quickly. Connected to what I just said prophetically a few moments ago, that when God releases us into a larger vision, then we also know that where God guides, He provides. Whoever thought that you owned that property, sold that property for a few million, went back and bought it for one. If that's not a miracle, tell me what is. Do you think that God is not going to provide the rest? Do we think that it will be impossible? Yeah, in our own ability it is. I, I, I just want to tell you real quickly. I was, I was just preaching at a, a large conference about what, two weeks ago. Denny, about two weeks ago. And they, they called out a mission Sunday. And they, they believed God to receive the largest missions offering they had ever received. Ever received. Uh, I'm not going to give you all the details. It's going to take too long. Other than to tell you, we were there on that Sunday morning. And that morning they received the offering. Let me just back up a little bit. The whole conference, as I said, I was one of the speakers honored to be. And in none of those meetings did they talk about money. In none of those meetings did they receive any offering. There was no hard pressure, no nothing. It was a simple faith in God. And the Sunday morning, they received the offering. And when they brought it all together in actual cash, gifts and kind and commitments to, that should be paid kind of immediately, they received in one single offering more than one million dollars. That's way more than they would have received in a whole year. They received on one day, but here's the miracle. That same day, on the platform, in the presence of the congregation, the business administrator and senior pastor sat and they wrote checks to missionaries and missions around the world and gave away all of that one million dollars in one day. Boom. Why am I telling you this? Because if God could do that kind of miracle in that church, why can't he do that miracle in this church? The impossibilities are going to become realities. If you had to ask pastor right now, where is the money going to come from? 
He will look at you bravely and say, I have no idea. But he does know where it comes from. It's going to come from God. But God never assigns angels to bring us checks. He works through people. And I'm here tonight to say, Casey, in the name of Jesus Christ, get ready for the greatest financial miracle you've ever seen in the history of this church. And please don't wait for a millionaire to show up with a big check. Begin to be part of the miracle. Do you hear me? Begin to be part of the miracle. Because the impossible becomes reality when God shows up. Finally, number seven. When God shows up, he moves on behalf of those who wait for him. In verse number four, for those who wait for him. Tonight, I believe God is getting ready to do something incredible. God wants to show himself faithful. I know that we've already been here a long time. And I think probably normally by this time you would have been out and on your way home. I don't know. No, they're shaking negative. No. No. Oh, okay. They say, oh, pastor would only have started preaching now. Right? No, we're not. I want you to listen to me. You can put your notebooks, your Bibles, your iPhones, your iPads, your iHands. Put them aside. Because in the next few moments, this whole atmosphere is going to change. And we will experience the presence of God. And that's going to bring forth an ignition in the spirit realm that's going to set us on course for the next three nights to experience the miraculous power of God. I'm going to ask if it's possible for all of the singers and all of the musicians to come back to the platform, please. If you can come as quickly as you can, please. I'm going to ask the rest of you to stand, please. Sometimes we think it's the emotions that evokes 
the presence. While in reality, it is the presence that releases the emotions. And when we are desiring the presence of God, there is a huge chunk of faith that goes with that. Now, don't let that sound like you've got to have mountain-sized faith to experience the presence of God, but it does mean that I should not be like a zombie standing back and doing nothing, but rather evoke my faith and implore my faith as I approach the throne of God. So I'm going to ask right now that all of you, if possible, get out of your seats and come down here. Start from filling in from right in front of me in the middle. Pack it from the middle to the sides, not from the sides to the middle. For a moment because I said what I said a moment ago about the emotions and the presence because we are going to now put our faith into action you may say I don't feel a thing now it's a good because we are now going to put our faith into action and with the spirit that's alive on our inside we are going to invite God to come down. So if you would, simply, and I will lead you through different steps. But right now, all I want you to do is simply lift your hands and in your own words, begin to invite God's presence into the house. And invite his presence into your heart, your life right now. You're going to have to release your faith. You're not acting on emotion.
You're simply asking God. You're expressing it. You're not just thinking it. You're saying it. You're vocalizing it. You're using your breath. You're using your tongue, your lips, your vocal cords. Inviting God's presence to come. So I'm asking you to say it, speak it, pray it, vocalize it. can get them and now lift up your head and now lift up your voice and like we did earlier begin to pray in the spirit let the zeal of God flow through your life That's right. That's right. Go ahead. Don't don't be in a hurry. Don't don't wait for the next thing. There may not be another thing. This may be it. So don't wait. Just go ahead. Pray in the Spirit. Pray in the Holy Ghost. If you've never prayed in tongues, begin to pray now. Just let the Holy Spirit speak through you now. Begin to receive it. Be baptized in the Holy Ghost. Lift your voices a little louder. Come on, lift your voices louder. Let it come out of your spirit. desperately need you we desperately need your presence we desperately need your power oh God come down come down in your splendor come down in your glory come down in your majesty flow into us flow through us be glorified be magnified
quickly, quickly, lay your hands on two people in front of you, next to you, or whatever. Touch them, put your hands on their shoulder, or wherever. And now you're going to realize that you're touching two people, but two people are touching you. That means that two and three are coming into agreement right now. So now there's unity all over this place. We are attached to each other. Two and three are coming together. And Jesus said, if any two or three of you come together in my name, there I will be in your presence. So now I want you to pray in the Holy Ghost for the two people that you are touching and two people are going to pray for you in the Holy Ghost. And now miracles are going to begin to happen. Miracles are going to begin to happen. That's right, pray loud enough so that both of them can hear you pray. Pray with fervency. And when you pray in the spirit like you are, you are praying into the center of the will of God. God is hearing you. You may not know it, but miracles are happening. Under your hands, miracles are happening. Come on, give him praise. Under your hands, mountains are moving. Bodies are being healed. That's right, pray with fervency, pray with faith, or heart believing. Keep on praying. Keep on praying in the Holy Ghost. There's a release of the anointing right now. You, you, you don't even know what's happening in your own spirit right now. But change is happening. There's a stir. Zeal is coming. Faith is rising. In the name of Jesus, release your faith. Pray in the Spirit. Mighty God, we give you praise. See the answer. See the answer. So 
Borobo as you sing it I offer devotion sing your dedication to God and I offer devotion see your freedom I will live see your freedom I will live I offer God. I offer devotion. I believe. I believe we have simply put our toes into the water tonight. And we have no idea all that's still going to happen. If I can simply ask you to lift your hands again, lift them way high and simply give the Lord a wave offering of appreciation. Just give the Lord a wave offering. In the mighty name of Jesus. mighty deluge of power from on high She hadn't been before. 
And you're going to take her higher and higher. And you're going to meet every need. You're going to move every mountain. And you're going to answer the cry of the heart. And a desperate soul is going to find peace with God as never before. Tonight you are as a Mary at the feet of Jesus. And you are washing his feet with your tears. But on your inside, there is a divine change. There is something you will never be able to explain with your human vocabulary. You will find it impossible to express what's happening tonight. All you will be able to say is, I have been with Jesus. I have been with Jesus. Mighty God, mighty God. Jesus. yoke is being destroyed you don't have to look for it again you don't have to pray about it any longer because it has been destroyed because you have been faithful says the Lord and you would not give up and you would not give in I have heard your prayers. I have already intervened. The answer has already been released. The good news is on the way. And you will be restored. And what the locusts have eaten up will be restored to you you're going to receive a hundredfold return and you will rejoice because of what the Lord has done thank you Jesus thank you Jesus My friend, I'm talking to you. 
Yes, sir. God, simply, can you come here if you could make your way through here? God has made an appointment for you to be here tonight. Because every hardship that you have gone through in your life is going to be removed. And God says, I love you. And I really care about you. You have gone through so much rejection. You have gone through so much pain. You have tried so hard to be accepted. You've done so many things. And still you felt like you were not accepted. Even when you were a little boy. You so much wanted the affirmation of a dad. you didn't get it and you have struggled and struggled but God says tonight my son God says I call you my son I am restoring you and I am making you whole And you will fulfill my purposes upon this earth. And you are going to be accepted. You are going to find favor. Favor with man. And you are going to be amazed. You, you are going to be amazed how God is even going to do simple little things. Like giving you a parking spot right at the entrance. You're going to be called, be called to the front of the line. You're going to find all kinds of favor, but that is going to be the indication that God has released His favor upon you. And therefore, you are going to be an instrument to lead many other men to Jesus Christ. And your testimony is going to be effective and your ministry is going to be effective because God is restoring you tonight. Come a little closer. I want to lay my hand on you. Just pray with me, church. Father, in the name of Jesus, as I lay my hands on my friend, I release the supernatural anointing of the Holy Spirit to flow through him, the great power in the name of Jesus Christ for greater zeal and we release the favor of God in Jesus name amen 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 praise God praise God give the Lord a good hand of praise <laughs> pastor is going to come back but I I just want to say this real quickly we're not going to try and and extend the services every night until long hours but we are desperate for the presence of God and I believe that we have just begun
Pastor, where are you? Oh, there he is. All right, perhaps you can go back to your seats. God bless you. Thank you. Would you return to your seat for just a moment as we prepare to take an offering for our guests? Hallelujah. And then we'll close our service for tonight. You get on the phone, get on Facebook, invite people, pick people up. How many say, Pastor, I can bring somebody tomorrow night? All right, great. Come on, you say, I'm going to bring somebody, invite somebody. Me say, I can invite someone tomorrow night. Amen. Ushers, would you help us, please? should do they are um, they travel around the world and have a great effort in South Africa where they're from to uh, equip pastors and leaders there and so we're going to assist them in that effort and you're giving in the entirety of this mess the entirety of this uh, offering will go towards our guests, we will send them on with one check for all of these different services and we can partner with them. In actual fact, when they get to heaven to receive their reward, for those of you that have given, sown into their ministry, we'll actually have a part in that. That's what the Bible says. We can partner. Powerful services today. Ushers. spoke to me uh, and my son mentioned it but but when the ushers began to come up the Lord told me uh, to uh, go get bigger buckets that's what he said I'll pick them up amen praise God all right let's pray <laughs> father thank you for all that you're doing in our midst that you would rend the heavens and come down. In fact, you did. You came down. The only begotten of the Father. You rend the heavens and you came down. You walked the earth fully God, fully man. You made a way for us. You've given us privilege. You've given us access. You've given us a passport to boldly come and to experience your presence and your power, your freedom freedom, the Holy Spirit, and in your presence, God, the mountains melt like butter. In your presence, God, these seven things, we just receive them, provision, healing, deliverance. God, thank you. Thank you. I bless this offering, sacrificial for some. God, we just know that we can't outgive you. That you'd send them on their way at the completion of these meetings with tremendous momentum because of what you've done through us. Bless the gift and the giver in Jesus' name. Amen. Ushers, go ahead. You speak.
make dreams and reality collide. Your word rewrites on, my stand up with us. My life finds a new beginning. Cause you are, you are my energy. When you speak, dreams and reality collide. Your word rewrites my destiny. And my life finds a new beginning. Cause you are, you are Come on, my sing with energy. Us. Dreams and reality collide. Your word rewrites my destiny. Come on, just for a moment, put your hands together. Finds a new beginning. Cause you are, you are. Come on, lift your voice. When you speak, dreams and reality collide. Your word rewrites my destiny. In my life, finds a new beginning. Cause you are, you are my energy. Jesus, you're everything I need and more. I'll follow you to the end. You are my strength. Jesus, you're everything I need and more. You are, you are my energy. Jesus, you're everything I need and more. I'll follow you to the end. You are my strength. Jesus, you're everything I need and more. You are, you are my energy. With every head bowed and every eye closed, if you're not right with God, don't you leave this place without being reconciled. Are you right with Jesus? Have you given your heart to him? Have you confessed your sins to him? Have you repented? Have you believed on the one, the only one begotten of the Father, who sent to walk the earth for 33 and a half years, who cast out devils, healed the sick, and set the captives free? Have you ever received him? Have you ever repented? If you haven't, do it tonight. Don't wait. It's not religion that's going to save you. It's not coming to church that'll deliver you. It's receiving the one who made you who died in your place, who rose again from the grave. If you've never given your heart to Jesus or you need to recommit because you've drifted, come on, God doesn't move. He doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And if you've drifted, come back home today. All across this place, give your heart to Jesus for the first time or recommit. If that's you, on the count of three, slip your hand up. One, two, three three. That's you. Slip your hand up. Where are you? God bless you. I see that hand. Thank you, sir. I see that hand over there. I see that hand, young man. Come on, lift your hands if you need to be reconciled with God. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you, all you beautiful children. Praise the Lord. Say this. Pray this with me. Say, Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your son Jesus to die in my place. Forgive me of all of my sin and come into my heart. Come into my life and be my Lord, be my Savior. Thank you that you raised him from the grave and in the same way raised me to newness of life. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for hearing my prayer. Amen. Now say, I'm born again. My sin is gone. Heaven is my home. I'm on my way. Fulfilling destiny and purpose. Jesus' name. Lord, bless and fill these right now with the Holy Ghost. In Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, sing it one more time. When you see dreams and reality collide, your Come on. Word so like to get happy. You can move, your, move around a little bit. Come on. A new beginning. Come on. Come on, all your worshipers. You are my energy. When you speak, dreams and reality collide, your Word rewrites my Come on, I dare you, jump. In my life, finds a new beginning. 
what you've done today all day all of our four services we give you praise god bless your people cause your face to shine upon them lift up your countenance swords of be gracious to them keep them and give them peace in jesus name amen monday seven o'clock tuesday seven o'clock wednesday seven o'clock we'll see you here god bless you praise the lord